Good morning from Stanford Christian Church. My name is Pastor Jeremy. Today is our last week with God's Word on friendship. Friendships, just like all relationships, are based on trust. No matter what our connection to another person, trust is a must. Have you ever been stood up like you were supposed to meet someone and they just never showed up? There's no worse feeling. What about being lied to? You were told something that just was not true, and you know it was on purpose. A Gallup poll showed a lie to be the number one reason that relationships, whether romantic, business, or just friendships, ended. In business and families, churches, legal relationships, and friendships, we want to know we can trust people. You just can't be comfortable and at peace with someone you can't trust. You always have to be on your guard and, and, and always have to be investigating, and that's not a friend. Good friends and good followers of Jesus are trustworthy. Ephesians 4, 21-25 For surely you have heard about him and were taught about him. His truth is in Jesus. To put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lust, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to clothe yourselves with the new self, created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness? So then, putting away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with your neighbor. For we are members of one another. We use the word trust in two different ways. When we get right down to the core, they both really mean the same thing, but one is spoken of people and the other is objects. We say, I trust God, but we also say, I trust this building. It will stand and not fall in on me. When the wind blows and pressure's put on it, it will pass the test. It's strong enough to not cave in on me. I want friends that I can trust. Friends whose word will pass the test. It will stand when the pressure and inspection is put on it. I won't walk into their promise or into their story or the things they've told me only for it to all crash down on me. I want to know that I can stand on your word. Believe what you tell me and be at peace when you're around. That's a friend. In Jesus, we put away our old ways. We put on the way of Jesus. We put away our old, stained, soiled clothing to replace them with fresh, incorruptible, comfy clothing. When you receive Jesus and welcome the Holy Spirit into your life, you're a new creation. The old person was crucified with Jesus, and a new is born again. The new you has new ways. The old ways were put to death with Jesus. The new you is with Jesus. He lives in you. The beginning of our service today, Asher preached this message to us in, the, in his baptism. We put him under the water to symbolize that God put to death his old self, and then we raised him up out of the water, showing that God has given him new life. This passage characterizes the new life by saying, Clothe yourself with the new self, created according to the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. We are to be like God. Righteousness means that we're right according to the law, and holiness means that we are utterly unique from the world. 
Now, here's a big thing for us to notice today. The very first thing he gives us, and this is an example of the way of the new way, the way of Jesus, the new life, is to speak truth. Get rid of dishonesty and lying. Honesty is also essential to being a good friend because none of us want a friend we can't trust. Think about it. Everything breaks down. You can't work with them on anything. You can't plan anything with them. You can't let your guard down around them. Honesty plays out in many ways. First, honesty means that everything we say is true. It matches reality. But it goes farther. It also means that when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Honesty involves keeping your promises and fulfilling your responsibilities. Have you ever heard someone say a person is only as good as their word? See where they're coming from. A good friend and a person born again through Jesus is honest. You can count on them. They're true. Our God is truthful. All his friends and promises are always true. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When there are so many lies out there, Jesus is the truth. Not only is he the one who sees all things and knows all things, who is in the beginning and has set the course to the end, he's also the one who loves you enough to die for you. And he doesn't need anything from you. He doesn't manipulate you. He isn't trying to sell you anything or get you to help him out with something. He has no other motive. You can trust him. and He is always true. All the promises that God makes are true because of Jesus. All the promises that God makes in the entire Bible are true because Jesus has completed them. That's why uh, 2 Corinthians 1 reads, For in Jesus, every one of God's promises is a yes. For this reason, it is through him that we say amen to the glory of God. Jesus is the truth because he explains and teaches the way things really are. He's the truth because he completes every one of God's promises. You know, a promise isn't kept until it's completed. When you make a promise, it's open. It might be true. It might not. But when Jesus lived a sinless life, died on the cross, and rose again from the dead, he made all God's promises a yes. He proved God to be trustworthy and made all his promises true. When we lie, even if it's a small one, or we make a promise and we break it on purpose, we misrepresent our Lord. We claim to be witnesses to the truth, to carry the one true message of salvation and healing in a world of lies. But if people aren't sure if they can trust you or count on you, they'll not trust your message either. Before you can be a faithful witness for the gospel, you must be a truthful and trustworthy person. Now, love is always true. It doesn't lie. Truthfulness is the best way to live. Trust is essential to human relationships. Our spouse, our kids, our friends, we can better love and be loved by those who trust us. Paul repeats this truth in Colossians 3.9, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices. In Proverbs 12.22, Solomon writes, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. You know, the first sin was a lie, or it involved a lie. You shall not surely die, the serpent said. Not only did he lie, but he tried to convince them that God had lied to manipulate them into doing what he wanted. God spoke the truth. 
the way it really was. And Satan lied. Speaking falsely, and it corrupted the whole world. Every sin is based on a lie. All our fears are based on a lie. Our faith is based on the belief that God's word is truthful, that he can be trusted. You either believe that Jesus, what Jesus says about himself and about you, about it all, or you don't. If you don't, you, you believe that he's either crazy or a liar. You see, the truth matters. At the beginning of this whole discussion on new life and moving from lying to truthfulness, Paul says in verse 22, For surely you have heard about him and were taught in him, as truth is in Jesus. Jesus is true. Strive to be truthful in everything that you say. Be honest, especially when it's hard and when it's a sacrifice. The kingdom of God rests on truth. It can be trusted. Jesus is the one truth in the whole world of empty promises and misleading words. Only he delivers on his promises, and his word is always true. So be true and trusted in a deceptive world. This teaching to not lie, but to tell the truth to one another, is followed by this statement. For we are members of one another. Paul's point is that in the church, we are the body of Christ. It's a harmonious relationship. There's no place for anything other than truth. We're not alienated, independent people, but people who belong together in unity and must not give them anything less than the full truth. To lie to someone is to not love them. To give them a false perception is always bad for them. Love is truthful, but lies are divisive. They divide us from each other instead of bringing us onto the same understanding, bringing us together. To speak truth and to not lie, just like all Jesus' teachings, need to be put into the frame of love. Remember, the only true absolute commands, the great ones, Jesus says in Matthew 22, are to love God and love others. Now, speaking truth and not lying is loving towards God and others. It's for their good. Lying and making promises is harmful and hurtful to people and to God. We can take this step deeper and say, well, what if I lie out of love? Well, I think there are very, very rare situations where that's true because we live in a sinful, messed up world. For example, the Hebrew midwives who were ordered by Pharaoh to kill the baby boys lied and said that they were giving birth too quickly for the midwives to be needed. They're lifted up in the New Testament. And Rahab lies and hides the Israelite spies and is rewarded. In these cases, these lies are done in love to protect the lives of innocent people. Love is the absolute command. Now we can dig a little deeper for more understanding on being trustworthy in Matthew 5, 33-37. Jesus says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is his throne, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, and do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. This passage begins with speaking about oaths like the ones you take in a business deal or a legal matter or something official. Now, God in the Old Testament actually did tell the people 
um, to take oaths in his name. Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 10, 20. But then Jesus says, but I, told, but I say to you, do not swear at all. Now, this isn't saying that you shouldn't put your hand on the Bible in a courtroom or make a pinky promise or spit on your hand if that's your thing, if that's what you do. That's a formality and not a matter of love. He's saying that you should never need to swear an oath because your word should always be reliable. God is in every part of life, and so every statement you make is before him. The idea is if you swear an oath, that implies that if I don't swear one, I might be lying. You don't know. This fits right in with the other times that Jesus has said, you've heard something said in the Old Testament, but I say, he said, you have heard, don't murder, but I say, don't even be angry with your brother. You've heard, uh, don't commit adultery, but I say, do not lust. Jesus points us back to the heart of the law, love. It's not just about the outward, but the heart. He isn't just as worried about the outward as he is worried about the type of person that you are becoming. We all make mistakes and we fall because our flesh is still present, but the Holy Spirit is in us and he's healing us and empowering us and teaching us to be like Jesus and to not lust and be angry or be false, but to love in all things. Because when it comes right down to it, that's what makes a good friend, one who loves me. So commit to being a truthful, trustworthy person. Do not take your promises or your commitments lightly, but understand your word, your relationships, your witness of Jesus is at stake. So be slow to make promises, and when you do make promises, be certain to fulfill them. Only speak truth. This means you need to be slow to speak, too. This is when I've got myself in trouble. Not that I'm trying to lie, but I speak beyond my bounds, beyond my knowledge, and I say something false. So if you do say something false, then go and correct it. Rest in the forgiveness of Jesus and do better. Become a trustworthy, truthful person in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy. We would love to see you one Sunday, 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning. You can come to our worship gathering. Also, you can find out more about our church by going to www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Once again, that's www.stanfordchristianchurch.com. Thanks. Have a great week. Love God. Love others. And tell somebody about Jesus.